Welcome to School of PE Podcast. I'm your host, Chris Miller, and I'm so glad that you could join me this week. We are going to discuss topics about FE, PE, and SE, and we're also going to answer questions that will help students prepare for their exams. Let's get started. Hello, everyone, and welcome back for Episode 5 of School of PE's weekly podcast. I'm Chris Miller, and I have with me Colin from School of PE. He's a student services team member for School of PE. So, Colin, thanks for joining me today. We're in for a lot of fun. I sure hope so, Chris. Thanks for having me. All right. Hey, my pleasure. So, since it's the first time that our audience has gotten the chance to meet you, why don't we talk a little bit about yourself, what you do at School of PE, and then we'll dive into the topics for today. So, Colin, the floor is yours. Thank you. Well, I'm sure everybody's there are probably a couple people who have seen me on the Instagram Live or Facebook Lives from last summer. Um, so, hey, everybody. I'm Colin. I'm with School of PE. I'm in Student Services. I'm the Program Administrator. Uh, I basically am here to help our students however I can. Uh, that's fielding requests and uh, questions through email, phone, chat, uh, primarily. Um, I also work very closely with Chris on a few projects as needed throughout the year. Um, and I also, uh, and our department also um, works on the free repeat requests that are submitted um, from students as well, um, amongst other things. Um, but that's just the, um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? The, the very, iceberg? Yeah, the tip of the iceberg, essentially. Yeah. Fair enough. Well, again, Colin, thanks for joining us. Um, yeah, so I'm sure if you've either emailed School of PE, called in, got on a chat, you've probably run into Colin at one point or in time. So, uh, Today, I figure, you know, summer's coming. Memorial Day is, what, about two weeks away or a little less than two weeks away, and uh, the weather is starting to get nice. Things are loosening up, so people are starting to be able to go outdoors. So I figure, you know what, why not kick off this episode and talk about two different things? So one is let's talk about the FE exam and um, the importance, or maybe not the importance, but the advantages of taking it while you're just recently getting out of college or as you're entering into your uh, senior year at college. So we'll talk about that. Um, one of the reasons why I think it'd be a great topic for the start of the summer is it's that perfect window of three, four months where you start with summer, you finish with summer, bam, you got your FE. And uh, then I thought, you know what, it's about the one year anniversary for the PE mechanical exam, moving from paper and pencil to computer based. So I thought it'd be a good opportunity to kind of talk about that and also hear from your side on, you know, some of the questions or maybe some of the obstacles that people have presented uh, about the challenges they've had moving from paper, pencil to, to CBT. Uh, you know, CBT for a lot of people, it's a foreign word, basically. Uh, you don't quite know what to expect. But, you know, for a lot of people that might be taking the PE mechanical, you might have taken the FE in recent years. And so you're kind of accustomed to the CBT. So we'll talk about that a little bit. And, um, you know, I say it's kind of the one year anniversary because with, you know, COVID last year happening, testing centers got shut down. Um, even once they opened up, you had the um, difficulty in trying to find a testing center that was open or had the availability for you to be able to take the exam in the block of time that you were looking for. So uh, mm -hmm. last April was basically when, not basically, last April was supposed to be when the uh, PE mechanical would be first offered in the uh, CBT format. And then, you know, for much of April, the centers were closed. So um, we'll dive into that a little bit. But uh, let me just kind of touch base on the FE exam. Um, you know, great opportunity for students that are either getting ready to graduate. I know that um, a lot of colleges and universities have had their um, commencements for graduation already. So you might be pondering, you know, what to do for the summer. 
Why not take that time and, and study for the FE? So Colin, let me ask you this. So, you know, you talk to a lot of students, whether it's email, telephone call, chat. Um, do you get a question about, you know, when should I take my FE? You know, I'm a college grad. I'm getting ready to graduate next year. Or on the flip side, I've been out of college for 15 years. You know, is it ideal for me to sit for the um, FE exam? So let me kind of hear from you, Colin. I mean, you've been in touch with the people. Indeed. So that's a very good question. Um, the right, well, the short of it is there's no real right time to take your FE. Um, everybody goes at their own, their own speeds, you know, in terms of their career. Um, but a lot of students who are in college, either in their senior year or are getting ready to graduate, those are the two most common types of students who will come and take our FE with us. Um, and just because that way, the material that they've learned from their undergrad you know, their undergraduate time is more fresh in their minds. They're able to recall it a little bit better. Um, so it's um, easier for them to repair or it's not as because of that, it's a little bit easier for them than as opposed to someone who's been out of school for 10 years and they haven't really had to pick up a book and study and they've been working on their craft. And so they've been great with that hands-on experience of getting that real world, you know, hands-on application and they're able to learn that way. Um, but they haven't really had been in a classroom in a long time. Because of that, they haven't had a chance to have that traditional learning style. So, and with that, uh, you know, and that's part of what's great about our programming, as you know, is that, you know, most of our students have been out of school for at least 10 years. So we're here to sort of pick them back up and bring them back into the classroom and say, you know, hand them the book and say, okay, let's get back down to business. Let's go over the basics first and let's go into the more complex things you need to know. So there's um, quite a lot of students that come to us from either realm of in their career, of uh, either from a point A where they're just about to graduate, they're about ready to enter the real world, um, about to pay their student loans, start making those payments. Um, and also the people who have been out of school for 10, 15, 20, so many years and you know, they're just now getting into it either because they're finally wanting to jump in and do this and focus on their professional development and get their licensing or their work is dictating it or whatever what reason have you. Very good points, Colin. So, you know, I just kind of touch on those briefly. So, you know, I always tell people that, you know, if you have the opportunity to take the FE exam, whether you're just graduating, entering into your senior year, it's a little bit advantageous in the sense that, as you had mentioned, the topics that are on the FE exam, are topics that you've covered over the past four years of your life throughout college. So everything's still fresh in your mind, but also you're used to that mindset of, you know, studying, preparing, st spending the late nights. And so right. it's a lot easier to do that and then having to transition back into that. Um, you know, the, the old saying, they say, uh, once you learn how to ride a bike, you never forget, right? Mm -hmm. Well, I'll tell you a story. That's not, <laughs> to me, that's not always true. Um, I remember in uh, early 2000s, I was in Tokyo and, uh, I got on a bike. Mm -hmm. I have not been on a bicycle since I'd probably say the early 1990s. And when I first got on that bike, man, I couldn't keep my balance. I forgot how to pedal. So uh, that's adage uh, doesn't really fall true for me, but definitely doesn't hold true for these subjects such as mathematics or thermodynamics, fluid mechanics, all those variety of different subjects. If you're not using them, you tend to forget them. Mm -hmm. And it's not that you forget them to where the point that you can't even recall them or you just lose it. it. It What I mean is that it takes you a little bit of time to kind of shake those cobwebs off. Um, and so for someone that's just, you know, like I said, either entering their fourth year or their senior year of college or they've just graduated, those topics are still in the forefront. Mm -hmm. And so you 
not having to spend time shaking off the cobwebs. So you're able to spend more of that time preparing and studying on the material rather than trying to catch yourself up. Mm-hmm. Um, so for those that have been out of school a long time, you got to do a lot of shaking. You got to get those cobwebs loose and then you're spending a little bit more time kind of relearning or reintroducing those topics to you. Um, but, you know, two, two things you can look at. One, you can look at, hey, college people, they got the great mindset because they're in it every day. They're used to the study and preparing. But also on the flip side, you have people that have been in the workforce for, say, 10, 15 years. They got great work ethic. So they know what it takes to put into something to get to where they need to be. So I, I tend to agree with you, Colin, that, you know, whether you're on the one side of the spectrum where you're just either a senior and you're just now eligible to sit for the FE or if you're a recent grad and then you have those that are on the other side, I think both are doable. I mean, neither one is like, hey, you cannot do it. I mean, I'm sure you get questions all the time from people that say, hey, you know, I've been out of class or I've been out of college for 15 years. Mm-hmm. Can I take the FE? Do you think I can do it? What do you tell them, Colin? Well, like you mentioned, Chris, that's actually a very good analogy you brought up there with the bicycle. Um, so it's actually kind of ironic how people who are at either point, there's a lot of similarities there. You know, whether you're shaking off the cobwebs or you're just, you know, still in the school side of it, they each have what maybe the other one's kind of, I don't want to say missing or lacking, but there's a puzzle piece there that could be filled in. Like with the the younger crowd, they don't have that practical hands-on experience. Whereas the older group, they have lost touch with that. They may have lost touch with that initiative to study and prepare. And some of those test-taking tips they may be used to get by during those formative years. And so um, it's really quite interesting to see how those two kind of come together and how many similarities there are. Um, so typically when someone comes to me and they say, Colin, you know, I've, it's been a long time since I've been out of the class. Uh, you know, I, like I had a guy, the, a gentleman the other day tell me that, you know, he's been out of school for 25 years and he's just now getting into his FE. And he says, you know, I'm really stressed out and I want to do this. I want to show my kids that I can do this and show them that no matter how old you are, you can get back in there and get back on the horse. And so that's great. And that's a great mind. It's all about your attitude. It's all about the mindset you go into it with, as with pretty much anything in life. If you go into it with a positive attitude and you put your mind to it, you can accomplish it. So um, if you're, if you're willing to dedicate the time and the energy and the effort to preparing, regardless of at which point in your career you're at, I have confidence that you'll succeed. I agree. That's great advice, Colin. You know, I, I think one of the biggest things that you have to, um, I guess, get back into the um, routine of doing if you've been out of college for so long is the study. I mean, for example, I just started a master's program and I've been out of school for a while. So it, it's difficult to get back into that mindset or that that discipline of, you know, dedicating so many hours a day to study, uh, especially when you're balancing home and work life. So, I mean, so, yes, I think if you're a senior in college or if you're just getting out of college, take advantage of that time and take the FE. No, I thought that last we spoke, you said you were in college like five years ago. So something's not quite adding up here. (laughs) I appreciate that, Colin. You're not trying to date me. I appreciate that. A little outdated (laughs) myself. But, hey, it shows that anyone can do it. Um, But, you know, the reason why I thought this was a great topic for the kickoff of summer, the fast approaching of summer is that, you know, there's a lot of people out there that have just graduated and um, they're thinking of what should they do the next three, four months. Um, And I think preparing for the FE exam um, would be a great opportunity or a great way to spend your summer. I know it's probably not the most fun way to spend your summer, but um, but I also look at this way. Um, You know, let's say you're just graduated college and you're out there looking for a job. You're submitting your resumes, distributing your resumes. And you can add the FE to your resume. 
I mean, I think that'd be a great way to help set yourself apart from a lot of other people that are maybe applying for some of the same um, positions that you are. So I always am mm-hmm. um, that says, hey, whatever you can do to you know separate yourself, go for it. And, um, you know, if you're already, you know, entering into the engineering world, why not start with getting your FE before you even get your feet, you know, really wet in the um, in your career. So um, I think that's um, a great opportunity. And that's why I think summer is a great time, because, like I said, it gives you that perfect three, four month window to, to study and prepare. Um, so any other advice or anything, Colin, you can give people that are looking to take the FE or just kind of on the fence of, of, of timelines and things like that? That's a great question. Um, like you mentioned, it may not exactly for some of the recent college graduates be a very fun time or maybe the best time for them to, well, from the perspective of it being something that they want to do during the summer, because, you know, they may have just graduated, they put it in four years, they want to take a break. Completely understandable. Um, I've been there before myself, um, you know, where you, you've put in the work and you've done four great years of it and you've got your degree and you're ready to go out there in the workforce, but you might want to take some time off. And that's completely understandable and that's fine. But like you said, it would really, this is a perfect time for a lot of college students to put in the work now and that way it pays off later. Um, you know, you can go in there and you can take this time to study and prepare where you're not really bogged down unless you've you already have been offered a job and have accepted it. Um, you know, this might be the best time for you to get in there and start preparing and start studying because you may not have as many obligations like work or what have you going on right now that, you know, are your schedule's more free. And so you can use that to sort of to get in there and start preparing and studying for and getting ready for your licensing. And you can put, start taking the steps right now to get that PE under your name. And that's really what's going to set you apart is when you get to that step and when you get to that level of, I've got my license, this is what's going to help me stand out, especially in today's job market, you know, it's very competitive. And especially with engineers, you know, it's a very competitive marketplace. And especially with recent graduates um, who are, you know, who are still, who are just now getting out there into the workforce and they don't really know where to begin or where to get their footing getting your license would be the, or getting your FE would be the the perfect first step to that. Especially if, you know, recruiters are looking at hundreds of thousands of applications a day for a job they have opening and they're trying to fill. They're not going to read the whole thing. Um, you know, as you probably know, like when you open up a position, you're reviewing resumes and applications, you, especially when it's a high volume one, you're looking at, you know, very specific things. And that's something that could really help you stand out is having that right next to your name because that way it shows whoever's looking at your resume and your application, this person's distinguished. This person is putting in the work. This person is dedicated to their career. This person is someone who is wanting to stand out in their field. And that's the key thing. That's the important thing. And that's what's so great about this time of year and why it's so critical. Um And that's something that I would definitely encourage a lot of recent graduates to do, or even those who are getting ready, who are in that limbo stage between junior and senior year. Um, Because going into your senior year with that would be a huge win for you. Um, Because then, you know, you're two years into your FE by the time you graduate. And depending upon what state you're in, you know, how many years of work experience you need, you know, you could be well on your way to getting your PE and you could have that early too. So um, if you're a recent college graduate, I definitely think this is the right time to stand out and to, you know, put in the work and prepare. And I definitely also think that if you're someone who is out of school for a while, um, if you have the flexibility to, um, I would certainly recommend putting, 
taking this time to prepare for your FE as well, or your PE if you already have your FE. Um, so summer is always a great time to sit down and re and plan out the rest of your career and to put in the work towards getting, um, you know, the, working on professional development because, you know, there's, even though it's gorgeous outside, it's also a perfect time to spend some time indoors with some air conditioning and enjoying mm -hmm. a cool beverage as you read through a book and prepare for an, a, a certification. Said perfectly, Colin. So basically what we're trying to get at is there's no time like the present. So right. take advantage of that summertime and, and put in the work. Um, but now we've kind of had our fun with FE. We've kind of uh, been able to, um, you know, talk about two sides, two sides of the spectrum as far as when it comes to taking the FE. Um, but now let's kind of transition into um, the CBT exam, such as, you know, we, we mentioned at the top of this podcast that we were going to dive into PE Mechanical because it's the uh, one-year anniversary of it, moving from uh, paper pencil to uh, to the computer-based. Computer um, mm -hmm. As you may know, I mean, over the past few years, more, I mean, exams are starting to move to CBT, right, from paper pencil. Um, so right. When PE Chemical, and then I believe when PE Environmental, and then PE Mechanical, and then some of these other smaller exams have moved their um, way to CBT. So, I mean, the transition is happening, and eventually it will happen to all the exams. Uh, we know the biggest one coming here is the PE Civil. Um, this is coming up on the last paper pencil this October. Mm -hmm. So you know, I get a lot of questions from students or potential students or just engineers in general that ask me questions about the CBT, you know, what can I expect coming to it? Um, so, you know, I just kind of wanted to focus on not just a PE mechanical, but, you know, like I said, it's a one-year anniversary. So just if you could group all these CBTs together, there's some commonalities or common denominators. Uh, that everyone has to deal with no matter which exam they're taking. That could be PE chemical, could be mechanical, could be environmental, but there are some common denominators that everyone wants to be aware of. That way you can best prepare for, you know, how you want to game plan for game for the actual game day when you take the exam. Um, a couple of ones that I can think of is, you know, one of the questions I get all the time, and I'm sure you do, Colin, too, is what can I take into the exam? You know, mm -hmm. it used to be, or at least it still is for the open book, is that you can take in anything you wanted as far as binded books, things like that. I, I remember stories of people taking in entire suitcases um, into the exam room. Um, but now that luxury, or I don't know if you want to call it a luxury, but that is now gone. So I always tell people, become familiar with the NCS reference handbook. So whenever an exam moves CBT, they release a uh, NCS reference handbook. And that is basically your game day or, you know, in, the, in using football terms, it's your game book, right? Your playbook. If you're a quarterback, you got to learn this playbook. So no difference if you're whether an FE taking the CBT exam or if you're a PE taking one of the CBT based exams, you got to get the playbook, right? You got to become familiar with it um, because again, it's, it's your only reference. So, um, you know, one of the reasons why I always tell people to become familiar with it is it's a time test, right? All these exams, there's a time limit. You're basically a, a race against the clock. So if you're spending a majority of your time, going through the handbook, trying to find things, you're wasting valuable time. So if you become familiar with the handbook before the exam, you can kind of go through it a lot faster so you're not spending a lot of time digging through the um, reference handbook looking for what you need. So from your perspective or from the calls that you get or chats, you know, what are some of the more common questions that you get when it comes to an exam that's currently CBT or just recently changed CBT and maybe the first group is, is – uh, is getting ready to take the exam. And the reason why, again, I picked mechanical, not just for the one year, but it's the mo it's one of the biggest, most recent exams. I know power just recently went too, but you know, prior to April of last year, you know, I'm sure a lot of people in January of 2020 
before COVID was, you know, the big pandemic it is, a lot of people are preparing to take the exam in April. Mm-hmm. So, you know, as people were transitioning to that paper pencil to that CBT, what kind of questions were you getting? If you can kind of think back a year ago or a little eh, about maybe 14 months ago, you know, what kind of questions were or you recently? Facing? Yeah. I mean, I'm still, we're still facing them because again, not a lot of people were able to take the exams when it first transitioned to CBT because again, a lot of the exam centers were closed and then they, when they did open, they had social distancing, you had backlogs of uh, blocking times. So, you know, you didn't have that big rush of people, at least for mechanical, as we probably expected. So, you know, kind of talk us through, you know, the experiences that you went through. Um, you know, again, you know, I point out being mechanical, but it doesn't have to be. Mm-hmm. Great point, Chris. Uh, so, I mean, I definitely understand there's a lot of concern with exams going CBT. Um, one of them, as you mentioned, is the fact that there's that sort of the two-handed sword there, right? Of, well, you know, I can't bring in any materials. So what I'm comfortable bringing in, the stuff that I've been using to repair for this exam, I, can, I can't bring it in with me anymore. I can't have it there with me. But at the same time, it takes away that stress of, I, this is the only thing I need, should really be focusing on. This is the, what I should really be looking at is this NCES handbook. Um, and another thing I'll tell students is that if there are any standards or um, codes that are applicable to the syllabus of the exam they're taking, is that NCES will usually give them a copy of that to use during the exam as well, a digital copy. Um, so that learning how to navigate that handbook is one of the key things I always tell someone whenever they're worried about an exam going CBT. Um, especially when, you know, like you said, that they don't have that flexibility of being able to pull from that many, a large number of resources They're what they can use to look at is a little bit more finite than it was before. And so, um, with, you know, exams going CBT and with some of the changes that are occurring, a lot of the, one of the big, there are several main questions we get asked a lot in student services by perspective and even returning students as well, um, uh, is that one of them being is, well, how often is this exam going to be? It's usually going to be, unless it's sometimes specified, like, for example, the ECC or or what have you, those exams are primarily offered once a year. Uh, whereas with the P mechanical, what's beautiful about it is that it's offered um, year round. So there's a lot more flexibility in giving students that time to repair. And, you know, just like with the FE, they have the ability to um, figure out and plan out their studying, saying, okay, I'm going to take four or five, six months a year to plan out. Then I'm going to schedule my exam. So there's a lot more flexibility in that respect in terms of you know, you have more time to plan out to your comfort level what's going to happen and where you're going to be and trying to think ahead. So right. as opposed to I have to do April or October, there's very little flexibility in that. So that's one good thing I always tell people when they're worried about CBT transitioning is that there's you can go whenever you're ready. You sure. can come as, as as Kurt Cobain said, you can come as you are. <laughs> uh, so um Good point, Colin. Um, and so, you know, that's one of the big things I always let people know. And, um, you know, just the, and especially if you're, if you've, if you're, and when another question is that is, is this exam going to be easier or is it going to be harder than the pencil and paper? 90% of the time, the standards and the topics that they have on the exam syllabus don't change. Like, for example, for PE Civil, since you mentioned it, 
so far, as of this podcast, as of this recording, NCS is not going to change the standards. So those are going to remain the same. So the meat, the meat and the bones are going to remain the same. But the codes and the standards might be different. So you may have the same meat and bones, but the garnish or the spices may be a little bit different. I'm you know? thinking you mean the syllabus is not changing, right? Yes, yes, that's it. Thank you. Yes, that's what I was referring to. <laughs> no, a good point. I mean, I mean, you don't know, right? And so, you know, I don't want to outdate myself again, but uh, I might as well. So I remember back in my days of college, sometimes you'd have an open book exam, you'd have a closed book exam. Mm -hmm. And I often found that the open book exam was was actually more difficult, not in terms of the questions were harder. It's because you're spending so much time trying to find the exactly. answer to every single question. Um, I found that, you know, if you're forced to, you know, sometimes I'd have a professor that'd say, all right, you're allowed one sheet of paper mm -hmm. to bring into the uh, exam with you. And I remember it was a sociology. Filling uh, out every single piece of that paper with wording. Yeah. I had a sociology one, uh, 240 class. It was marriage and family. Um, and the professor said, you can bring in one sheet of paper. I said, okay. I got a poster board. I walk into the classroom with a poster board. Everyone else has this eight by 11 piece of paper crammed with everything. They barely read what they put on there. But I knew that, hey, I want to just put enough information on this sheet of paper that I'll have time to manage through and get through. So as I'm going through, you know, everything, and, and I'm able to write it a pretty good size because that's a lot bigger than an eight by 11. So I, uh, and these are the days of the Scantrons. And so um, I take the exam, I finish the exam, pretty confident I did well. Yeah, a lot of the questions, the answers I was able to find in my on my sheet of paper. But I remember going and getting a stapler off the professor's desk, and I'm stapling a scantron, which is like this, to a big old poster board. The professor goes, "Wait a second. She goes, "You can only," I said, "one sheet of paper." I said, "Yes, but you didn't specify the size of the paper." So uh, I was able to do that. But uh, I guess the point is that uh, you know, open book, closed book, whether it's the same level of difficulty of the questions. It's all about managing your time. And also, I think sometimes when you have access to so many different resources, you're trying to be perfect. You want to make sure, especially since, you know, you want to know that, okay, I got these many questions right for sure that I know. That way you're like pretty confident that you passed the exam. But I think when you're trying to get the correct answer to everything, you spend so much time digging through these resources or these references. And then what happens is when you get to the last, you know, 10, 15 questions of the exam, you find out that you're running out of time. And then you're like, wow, these questions are really easy, but you ran out of time. So if you would have had enough time, you would have nailed those last 20 questions or so because you knew the answer. But mm -hmm. you couldn't pass the exam. So, I mean, you know, whether it's easier questions, more difficult questions, same level of questions, I think it, you kind of psych yourself out when it's an open book. Um, but that's just my story. So, uh, again, outdating everybody with open book. Is a scantrons. I don't even know if they use scantrons anymore. So uh, they did when I was in college, at least. All right, then I'm not that old, apparently. So, but hey, today you know we had some fun with the FE. We talked about some of the CDTs. We gave uh, a happy anniversary to the PE mechanical. We had Colin from Student Services here. So it was a it was a good time. Um, so Colin, you know I appreciate you coming out here today and spending some time with me to do this podcast for episode five. Um, mm -hmm. Many more to come. So I, I hope to have you back here. Um, you know, to talk about something else, maybe, you know, we can have some fun with some other topic. Uh, but, you know, it's always nice to, to, to talk to somebody that's talking to the students every single day. You know, you're in touch with the audience that, that's basically watching these podcasts. So, uh, Colin, uh, thank you so much for coming. I, I hope you have a safe and happy Memorial Day holiday coming up. And uh, since we told all these people to study for the FBI, I hope you'd be doing some studying yourself over the summer. So, Colin, 
Have a great day. And for everyone else, till the next time, enjoy your week and have a safe and happy Memorial Day coming up. Take care, folks.